down and dis down and dis down and distance on WGNRadio.com. Howard left side to the 10, to the 5. Game over. It's the future. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Down the Distance. Jared Payton alongside my man, Ernie Scatton. Shy voice man on Twitter. I'm at Payton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N on Twitter. Hope everybody is doing well. We already see people on the Facebook live stream that are watching from Kansas, from New Mexico. And shouts out everybody else that's out there. We appreciate you. This is Down in Distance exclusively on WGMRadio.com, where you get the best Bears talk ever with conversations between me and and my good friend Ernie, who's known me since what? Uh, before you went to college, like yeah, it was right before you went to it was red. And right when I basically started playing football, uh-huh. because that was two years before where I was at Vider and had a chance to like, I remember coming into the ESPN studios <laughs> and sitting down and talking with you about stuff. And it's just amazing to see our conversations now as I'm older now, a little bit wiser, understand the game more in our conversations, which we are going to give you guys maybe a little different feel of down and distance as we as we go forward, man, we Ernie and I have conversations on the phone, and I think that's where we'll start out. The we best always conversations. have conversations on the phone. So what we're going to try to do is, is he's going to be one place in the studio here. I'm going to be in my car. I'm going to set up my phone and drive around and have the conversation and basically tape our show while we're driving around just because those are the best the conversations. Best. Those are the best. And, and yesterday, as I was on my way down to Soldier Field, to cover the game for WGN. You guys aren't going to believe this, but it's true. I, I called Ernie, and I called three of my dudes who I respect the most when it comes to talking about Bears football. And to have a conversation, and, and all three conversations, I told my boys, and Ernie was one of those guys, I said, listen, I picked the Bears to lose this game, but there is something inside of me that just has this feeling that they are going to win this game. He said it. And it, we were playing it off and watching. I kind of choked when you said it at first. I'm like, ah, but then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, damn. But you, you just never know. And I think that's the thing that we, we've seen a Bears team from week one who almost beat the defending NFC champs, the Falcons, who were really, really close. And then to the buckle that happened in Tampa Bay that I witnessed firsthand. To week three, this team coming out and beating a Steelers team that was two and zero. They warmed and, down. And, and, and to me, before this game, it, it, still, you're probably in that conversation of being a team that is a potential playoff team. And so now you look forward to week. And it's going to be a short week for the Bears as they have to travel to Green Bay and take on uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. But it feels good to get a win and finally have a win. A quality win. Yes. Not just a win. Not a cheap win, but a quality win. A quality win. Man, hold up, man. Let's just can we can we go to the phone lines? Hold up. I'm gonna hold on. I'm not gonna mess this one up. <laughs> Me I'm neither. not gonna mess this Me one up. Neither. All right, you got it. You got I'm it. Ready? Ready. I'm ready. All right. Who we got on the phone lines? This is Tony Tudesco. All right, hold on. Tony, we're going to do this one Tony, more we're going to try this again, man. <laughs> hold on. Hey, do it t- again. Hey, Tony. All right, nah, let no, me scratch it. Let me scratch it. Yo, who's calling and where are you from? This is Tony Tedisco from Aurora, Illinois. Oh, I don't know you. Never talked to you before, Tony. How you doing, man? You a Bears fan? Um, I've been accused of that, yeah. I, I, you know, I've gone to rehab and, you know, I, I relapse every once in a while on my Bears fandom. Well, listen, man, this is the thing. Um, I'm just joking with everybody out there. I know Tony. So 
You're calling on a Bears victory Monday. What do you got to say? I got I got to hear this because I definitely want to fight with somebody today. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I know that you have your rose-colored glasses on right now for the Bears. Um, you're feeling pretty good. It's victory Monday, but I just I, I I'm waiting for the acknowledgement that Mike Glennon still sucks, and if he didn't suck, the Bears wouldn't have had to run the ball as much as they did yesterday, and. You know, by, but by for the grace of the offensive line and your fantastic running backs, I mean, we won the game. And a couple of passes that he threw were terrible. He threw an interception. He got sacked. If the Bears, if the Bears coaches had any confidence in this guy whatsoever, I mean, he, he, we wouldn't have ran the ball as much as we did, Jared. All right, so do you, you want me to sit here and tell you the, something that I think we all already know. And as we've gone through, you know, Three games so far, you started to see. I mean, regular season games. Should I think. I think you actually saw. You knew Mike Glennon is who exactly the Bears hoped he would be, and just a guy that would come in and stop him. Now I don't understand this. If you were going to do that, and you wanted a guy that was just going to be here, why not keep Brian Hoyer around to be able to run your offense? I, people want to talk about that he was good in between the twenties. He didn't score touchdowns, but this offense is already showing that they have a hard time scoring points anyway. So why not keep a guy there to be the Scott stopgap before Trubisky comes in? I'm not going to sit here and say that um, that Glennon is even close to being the answer, Tony, because he is not the answer. But there, the but there is something. There is something out there, and it's it's troubling me because we don't get a chance to be able to see. We don't get a chance to always see, you know, what's going on in practice because they shut us off. And I get it. I understand. But there has to be something that's going on. The reason why the Bears do not want to play Mitchell Trubisky because other than. What we've seen on football film, Glennon is not a guy that's going to win you games, and they were hoping he would be a guy that wouldn't lose you games. But yesterday there was a point where you let him throw, the more he throws, he is going to throw an interception, and that right there hurts you every time. You know, honestly, at this point, you know, with the amount of money that they spent to bring to bring Glennon in, wouldn't you rather have Alshon Jeffrey still on the team at the uh, – um, the, the price that they would have had to pay to keep him, you know, with the with the franchise tag, I'd much rather have Alshon Jeffrey right now. And as far as the quarterback is concerned, I mean, this is this remind the way that the Bears' offense is operating right now. Remember several years ago when third string quarterback Jim Miller was in there and he had a bum shoulder and couldn't even throw, but the other Bears quarterbacks were so bad, and they brought Jim Miller in just because he was the only one that wouldn't make a mistake, and they just kept running the ball. I mean, I'd rather have Jim Miller back in there right now, handing the ball off to Jordan Howard or Tarek Cohen, and let's have Alshon Jeffrey on the field and, and just go from there. It's so bad. It's so bad. And we overpaid, once again, to get this guy, Glennon, who every time he throws the ball, it's either going to be a perfect strike to his receiver and the guy's going to drop it, or he's going to throw an interception or, make, or fumble. I mean, it's just terrible. All right, I'd now listen, have, listen, listen, I'd Tom. I, I get you. Right I understand. Now. I believe that. Uh, the, the, this is the thing. This is the one the thing that you, you that you have to get though. I understand everybody wants to talk about overpaying for Mike Glennon. It it is what it is. The Bears. First of all, it's not our money. It's their money. But they had the money to be able to spend, and that's just what you're paying for. That's the market price for the quarterback. Now, now, if you decided that you said, listen, they knew all along. 
Ryan Pace knew all along that, listen, Trubisky was going to be the guy. Now, yeah, okay, but then why not move forward? We've seen around the NFL now with younger with these young quarterbacks coming in, and we've seen it over the years where quarterbacks, these young guys, get in, they make mistakes, but they also have some success as well. That's going to happen with any player, especially at the quarterback position. So the only way you get better that I've seen playing this game and being around the game is actually playing. It goes back to the time where Jeff Fisher and I were fighting back and forth because I didn't want to go to NFL Europe. Why? I just came from the best the best program, if not playing on the best college football team to ever be assembled. I don't need to go to Europe. I don't need to get time. But Jeff sat there and told me, he said, listen, you do. You didn't play. You were around here running practice squad, which you did a great job doing, but it's not the same as going up against the live bullets. We got to get you game reps. I went over to Europe and played. It was the best thing that ever happened to me because I got back into loving the game of football. Trubisky's only going to get better if he plays. And let's not forget about this. Let's say this Bears team is 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 awful again. I mean, this is nice. This nice little win this week. This is great. But let's say they're bad again. There's another crop of quarterbacks that are coming out next year. I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Pace and these guys go and get another quarterback. But guess what? If you don't know what you already have, now you're just kind of like adding to a position where you first at least need to know what you have and so to me, it's only it's going to be probably what, if not another week or two weeks before we see Trubisky in, because the Bears have to find out what they have before they start looking into the future for the next draft. Hey, Tony, I want to talk to you more, but we got to open up the lines, man. I love you. Uh, God bless you, Jared. So that's it, man. Three one two. 644-4110 is the number. We definitely want you to call and chime in and talk about the Bears. Earn, it comes down to it. Tony said it, and I wrote it in my presser that's going to be released in a little bit on WGNRadio.com. It, it comes down to, listen, if that's the case and you really just wanted to, uh, you wanted to run the football and do a bunch of checkdowns, Nah, Trubis- Tr- Trubisky could have been that guy to be able to do that for you in in this game plan. You, you know, you mentioned that you don't know what it is that why they won't play. There's something going on ready. that they see well, that I don't see. Maybe they don't want him to come in just to hand off the ball, and they want him to be able to come in and lead that offense and really, really be well, the spark I mean, plug. And maybe he's just not yeah, ready but a they, couple weeks but, down but, the line. But Ernie, I mean, I'm, no, 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 I'm, no, with no, you. I'm, I'm not, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing with you. I'm hearing everything you're saying, bud. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> the <laughs> fact me, is, is that this this Bears offense, what I saw yesterday, it, it's troubling because it feels like this Bears organization especially Dow Loggins and this offensive mindset is don't let Glennon lose us the game. Right. right. And, and that's not what that how can you feel comfortable with that going into every single game that like you don't want to give this guy any more passes that he need more than he needs because more than likely he's going to turn the ball over. Well, I went through this already, right. man. What you- I lived through I lived through this with Jay Cutler, man. I lived through this. I actually had to sit down and like tell myself, yo, there is an interception coming at a timely point in this game, and it's going to happen. Just be ready for it. And I had to get myself ready for it, and I'm tired of it. I understand quarterbacks are going to make bad decisions, but the one thing is – 
Mike Glennon is exactly the guy that I watched before he even got here and before the season started. Great backup. He is a guy that, listen, you want him around. Yeah, if he's a backup and he has to come in, then that's cool. But he's not going to win you games. And he's not not going to win you games. Everybody that talks about him in the locker room, they love him. He he seems to be a really nice guy. But there's things that you just can't change about him. He talks about he loves to be able to look at how things progress in an offense, that he goes through his progressions. And I watched him countless times on Sunday and when I was in Tampa with my own eyes and watching this guy not go through his progressions. He stuck on in. Stuck on one guy down the football field. Like the interception. Field. The interception? That he threw was you saw you saw the safety. There's no locking. first of all. There's he was no covering need. it up all the time, and he just came he, straight he, off he his des- man. He and decides it. to throw the ball in areas where there's two or three men around a receiver or a guy ready to catch a pass. Doesn't make sense to me. That's not the progression. Now I do have to give him credit for going with the game plan on Sunday because he did that. What was asked of him was to listen, check down the ball, hand the ball off. He did that. Was it pretty? No, it wasn't pretty. Did they get a win? Yes, they found a way to win. There's other factors to all that, but this is not sustainable as an offense to be successful as you go down the line. The one thing of watching and being in the NFL myself is that defenses find a way. They figure to, it out. They figure it out to take whatever you're doing away a little bit so you have to do something else. If you can't throw the football, man. Well, we can. We're one-dimensional. Once we become one-dimensional, they will eventually start putting eight, nine up in the box and daring him to throw to Deontay. Thompson. I mean, they, what did he throw? Four passes to wide I think four passes. four passes. I know that uh, three were dropped. Deontay by, had um, Deont- Marcus Wheaton. Deontay had, had the uh, one catch. Had the he one, had the one catch. catch. He was targeted. He was targeted twice. So five. The passes? most targets of the day came to Jordan Howard, who had five. Three Cohen, number two at number four. So let's just go there. Let's go back. Let's go to that now. The running backs. Tariq Cohen. That's the only bright spot on that and Jordan offense, Howard. Basically. Ernie. That's the one bright Ernie, spot let, on that let me, let me say this, man. I'm going to say this with a lot of passion. I'm going to say this with a lot of heart. He's closing his eyes again. I am. I'm closing my eyes. But first, we got. it sounds like we got to take this phone call real quick. Who we got on the line? Luke Capone. Luke, where are you from? New York. Uh, New York, New York. You know, uh, but I just love my Bears. So, uh, <clears throat> but I'm in a bit of a conundrum here. I want to see the Bears win, obviously. But... I also want them to lose, so they just get Glennon out of there. He's killing me. He's terrible. And they're not going to bench him while they're winning. So what am I supposed to do here? Help me out. I'm going to tell you, Lou. I'm with I'm you, a, I, hey, Listen, Ernie is with you. And I get it. I totally understand. Can I say one thing real quick? Go ahead. Lou, this is what I want them to do. Every week I want them to play good and lose on the last way of the game. And to lose like, oh, no. But to know that they were in that game the whole time and should. Atlanta was the perfect loss. It was the absolute perfect loss. They played. They should have won. And they blew it. I want a top three pick. Oh, you want a top three pick. But yeah, no, I want them to make the play. I'm not, I don't want to give up on the season yet, but I just want Glennon. Just to, like, what, is there any chance that they take him out um, when they win? No. Like, there, you know, they, no... They, 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 they pull out a victory even though he throws three interceptions and then they bench him. Is that going to happen? No, Lou, it, it has to be disaster. I mean, that's it's either or. Like, I wrote about this this morning and I said the only – Glennon bought himself more time. He, mm-hmm. he he's bought himself mm-hmm. more time because of this win, and yeah, he. I mean, he if he would have somehow threw another interception that would have cost them the game, 
I think the conversation would have been snowballing even more. But for right now, I mean, it's tough. It is, and I don't get it, Lou. I don't. I really don't get it. I don't understand. I know what we saw in the preseason with Trubisky. And I, I don't think it's fake, but either he's not grasping stuff in practice that they don't want him to play, or I, yeah, but I, I don't believe that he's the I, backup maybe they, quarterback. Maybe they just don't want to eat their words that he was, he's the starter. Like they said it all preseason, they said it after the draft. You know, Glennon's our starter, and they don't want to eat their words, so they're just putting him out there. I don't know. But Lou, but Lou, but this is the thing, though. It, it this is the NFL, man. It's like any business. Like you, it, it, there's teams that want to tank, and there's teams that you know we see in basketball. Tanking in the NFL is like it's that's it's tough to get out of that hole. So that's why you see teams always trying to mix and match and trying to figure out ways to be able to add stuff because really truly tanking it will take you maybe a franchise forever to come out of that hole. You can't tell me though that when it comes down to it, these teams want to win football games because when you win more games. McCaskies aren't sitting around hoping that this team loses because that hurts their bottom line. People aren't coming to the games. They're not sitting in the suites. They're not doing all that stuff. They're not buying the merchandise. The more you win, the more money that you make. So it, it doesn't make sense to me that they're that it's hard to kind of fathom that, that that they don't see this. And eventually you have to come to terms that what's going to give you the best opportunity to win. And if that is putting in number 10, then you got to put him in. Like he's going to make his mistakes, but around the league, we've already seen rookie quarterbacks be able to come in and and play. It's either he's going to play and he's good enough, or guess what? We're going to find out that he's not the guy, but you got to find out if he is, if he's your guy for the future, because he's the guy that you got to build around. No, I hear you. All right, well, listen, I want to thank you for taking my call. It was an absolute honor to speak to you. Um, I wear my sweetness jersey every Sunday. God, hey, man, God bless you, man. I New appreciate York, it. New York. Bye. Yeah, man, I, I get it. Let's go. We got to go back to Jordan Howard real quick. I got to get back to this man, passionate moment. Let me get to this passionate okay, moment, Okay, I'll man. back up. It's one of those things of playing the position. You know, being around my household and watching my dad when I was growing up, my dad always took care of like his bumps and bruises at the facility before he came home. He didn't come home with ice bags on him. He didn't come home like doing stem had stem machines, anything like that. But I could watch him and I could I knew there were certain days that like he wasn't able to like pick up stuff because his shoulder was hurting or his ankle like something was hurting, but he just wouldn't let you see it. But then, you know, as a kid, you go jump on your dad and like mess around with him and you hit that little trigger point. And that trigger point makes it, it, ah, like, you know, that you stop. Well, I I remember, you know, touching my dad on one of his shoulders one time, like when he, like, picked me up. I was little, and I just, you know, went to go put my arms around his neck and hit his shoulder, and he, like, almost dropped me because of, like, it went dead. And, And it's one of those things. And I remember as I got older, there were certain injuries I had, and I remember asking, like, Pop, like, what's the worst thing? He always talked about the shoulders and hitting all the time, the impact of what it means to, like, hit all the time over and over again. And at the position, there's really no playoff because you're either blocking a bat, you're blocking a linebacker, you're bumping into somebody, someone's tackling you, you're coming down on that shoulder. They talked about how excruciating the pain was. Fast forward, University of Miami, my first start against Florida State. I'm wearing DB shoulder pads because I never started before. I never played like more than like 15, 20, 20 plays. You know, when you play like 50 to 60 plays in a game 
and you're repeatedly banging against people. I remember taking on my shoulder pads after the game and having this feeling in my shoulder and (laughs) and a feeling that I've never had before. And, you know, you go through times where, you know, after that moment, you're trying to find a way to be able to play toward all shots and all that stuff is good because it takes away the pain during the game. But the pain that you get after the game it's worse, is right? worse, right? There's fine times, and I've, I've said this uh, publicly. I've never said it like I, I actually was going to say it on Sports Feed one night, and I actually had it in in the rundown, and I got so nervous talking about it that it made me fumble up my words, and it messed up the whole monologue. And I was like, oh, this was my moment to be able to say this. But I'm going to say it now. That injury I had with like a a cracked collarbone after I go to my doctor 8 years later after playing in you know that season in 2003 doc says when did you crack your collarbone I was like I, nobody told me well going back to that time man that was the time where you either self medicate which is a lot of pills whether that's whatever it is to be able to mask the pain my shoulder hurt so bad one night. I was on the beach in Miami in my apartment on the 17th floor, and it was in so much pain that I thought maybe the only thing that was the best way to be able to do it was like, yo, it's a, it's a jump down right there. Like, I could go that's out crazy, on this ledge. Dude. Yes, that's that's the kind of pain because I couldn't sleep, couldn't move, and you have to play a game to have an understanding of what those shoulders feel like, I get it. So to see a guy like Jordan Howard go out there, keep coming off the field, and, and coming back onto the yeah. field to do whatever it took to be able to help his team win, man, I give him, I give him, I, I don't even know what to give him because I know what it feels like. And hats off to him for coming out and putting together a game. That was just phenomenal. And shouts out to the offensive line for blocking for him and Tariq Cohen. That, none of that happens without those guys doing it up front. They need to get the, the first credit. Second credit is the guy that gutted it out and did whatever he needed to do to help his team win. And to see Jordan Howard after the game, you know, walk out, still there's arm in the sling, holding it up. I mean, over time, man, it, it's going to be hard. I love him to death. I don't want to hear people talking about him. In the next couple, if he can't go in the next three weeks, okay? I don't want to hear people talking about him saying, why isn't he out there? I don't want to hear these fantasy owners. Hey, listen, you better be worried about Thursday. I, I know. But I, I, that's what I'm it's saying. But I just week. hear people all the time, it. man, with these guys with injuries. Like, why aren't they out there? Listen, this dude gave everything that he could. So I'm just getting people yeah. ready. If something happens down the line, because you can't. You can't protect the shoulders, man. You can put pads, little uh, you know, donuts underneath there, little things that they cut out so it, uh, take away the pressure or the or the scales to be able to put underneath. Wow. Still, still no. And still the impact. Shout out to him and shout out to Recon for both guys being on point and taking care of their responsibilities and Benny Cunningham as well. These guys, as running backs, they're the best offensive option the Bears have. And they went out and dominated and put together a nice game and a dynamic duel that we have a chance to see here in Chicago that hopefully over time will keep growing and keep getting better because defenses have a hard time figuring out, Ernie, how to stop these dudes. Because you get a heavy dose of Jordan Howard coming in, three or four plays. Then you switch with a guy. Yeah, sweet feet comes in. You You can't game plan for that during the week. 
it's hard to switch up, switch that up with scout team guys. And so he's when so you get much in the harder game, to tackle than, than Jordan. Allen. Yeah, he's it's just, it's just a different mindset, and these guys are playing so well. They figured it out. Thunder and Lightning, whatever you want to call them, both guys deserve a lot of credit for everything that they did yesterday. Let's go to the phone lines real quick. Who we got? Rob Myerskopf, Myerskopf Automotive, Charleston, Illinois. Whoa, what's up, man? You got j- jingling going on over there. <laughs> hey, uh, to the shoulder, man. Um, I never played college ball, but high school ball, played middle linebacker, and my left shoulder sore today. Um, I got you on that, man. One real quick thing. I have your father's 1975 football helmet. 75 football helmet? Which one? A Bears helmet? Yes. The Rydell rep uh, from back then gave it to my grandfather, and I found one picture that your dad was wearing it against the Rams. Is it? So I really want to get a hold of you and tell you that, bud. Is it? Uh, it didn't have. It, it didn't have the bar. Old. Did it? Didn't have the bar in the middle of it. Did it? Yes, it does. Oh, you might have something there, man. You, you, got it. You you got to keep that. You got to keep that and keep it in a nice, comfy place, man. Don't let everybody ever touch that. I, I got that. I got that helmet. I've had it since I was three years old. Now, what you do is you bring it and you take a picture with Jarrett holding the helmet. The two of you take a picture holding the helmet and, like, you know, something along those lines. Maybe Jarrett, his sister, you know, something and, like that. And, and then maybe I run I away. It. Then maybe I run away with it and you try to catch me. Is that cool? <laughs> well, that's why I've been trying to get a hold of you. I mean, you got to you got to put your hands on this thing or, you know, go to your kids or something. I don't know. We got to get together on this somehow. Honestly, um, I would definitely want you to keep it. I mean, uh, as much as it would mean to be able to have it in my possession, I have everything of my dad's that I truly, truly love, and I'm cool with, like, my jerseys. I got all of his uh, last year in 87, I got all of his jerseys that he wore in his final games, and to me, those are the things, and I I just, I want people to have all these great moments and and keep stuff like that so they can pass it on to their family so it helps kind of remember my dad and keeps his spirit alive so as much as i would want it and would love to you know to find a way to to make it happen to get it i still think it's something you should have man you've had it since you were three years old you got to keep that man 43 now i've had it for 40 years Listen, we can figure it out or definitely try to figure out how we could uh, maybe take a picture or something and definitely just see it. But, uh, yeah, you know how to get a hold of us. Just give us a call back here, man. We're always here on Mondays. Okay, 10-4. Uh, have a great day. You too. Take care. Wow. Um, what up? I think I want to hit that storage up and maybe grab a jersey. Nah, you can't do that. I just can't get one. No, on, man. You know, I'll give you. I'll, you know what I'll do? Even better. I'll just. I'll take a picture of them and send them to you <laughs> so you can have them. That's great. And you, you know, can give it to me when we're on the plane going to the Super going Bowl. Going to Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah Super that's, Bowl. that's when you can give it to me. Shout out though to the defense. I got to give credit to the hey, defense. Is this? Let me ask you a question. Is this a top twelve, top ten defense? Man, I. You know what? At, before the year started, I thought they could be top 15, right? And then I started to think about it, and I was like, well, you never know what could happen. Injuries happen in the, to key guys, uh, Jarrell Freeman, and you, just, you know, start seeing stuff happen. All I know is that this Bears defense is the rock of this team, and they 
find ways. And shouts out to all the secondary as well, especially those guys, Prince of Mukamara and oh, Kyle, Full- Kyle Fuller playing out of his mind right yeah, now. Yeah, he still doesn't get that head turned around fast enough for yeah, me, but man. I dude, feel like he can have a couple interceptions this year I, if he would I, just turn the hell around. Yeah, but you got listen, these dudes held held an offense. Nah, Antonio no, Brown got ta- 14 targets. He had 10 receptions for 110 yards. Listen. He had a he had a regular day. He didn't have a phenomenal no, day. He, he didn't came have a in spurts. Day. They held him. He had a normal number one he receiver test day. He was yeah, pedestrian. He was. And they, they held and Le- they, they held Le'Veon Bell. Nothing. I, Fifteen I, carries yeah. for sixty one yards and one touchdown. That this is what they do. That's a win. That's a win. As yes. a defense, that's a win. When you get those two players who are arguably Two of the top three players in, in fantasy, I know, but they, they score those points. Two of the top three picks in every league I was in, every league I was in, to hold them down the way that we held them down is was something was something good. Three sacks. You love seeing that. Uh-huh. You big plays. We gotta go out to the phone lines. Who we got? Oh yeah. Hey Sugar. Hey, what you doing, girl? Hey, this is Nancy. How you doing, Sugar? Miss Nancy, it is all good because you calling right now, Miss Nancy. I gotta ask you. That's right. Hey, what's your take? That's on, right. Hey, what's your take on the Bears game yesterday? Okay, for one, for the last time, I'm happy and I'm mad. First of all, I'm happy we gotta win finally, and we beat the the Steelers. That's a good team. I'm happy about that. What made me mad? Made me real, real mad. That boy Cooper. Boy, when you get it and you running, you keep running. I don't care. You stop running when you get in the back of the end zone. Don't stop when you get to the one-yard line. Now, I'm so mad by what they did to that young man, Tariq. That boy, he did not step out of bounds. Look real closely. He did not step out of bounds. That game should have been over right there. And I'm also mad that here it is. We got a good quarterback. His name is Trubisky. Put that boy in. Stop playing with Glennon. Get him out of there. It took us about 10 years to get rid of Cutler. And y'all seen what Cutler did to, uh, yesterday with the Jets. That's exactly why we got rid of him. So stop playing with Glennon. Get him out of there and put that boy Trubisky in there. <laughs> Miss Nancy, I love you so much. I really do. Thank and, you. Go, hey, keep going. Keep going. And I'm also happy that we got to win. Finally, that was a good team. But we got to do the same thing Thursday night in Green Bay. We got to keep the momentum going. But I'm not sure. I'm not that so sure about Glennon. Now, had you put Trubisky in there with Howard and Tariq Cohn with that good uh, uh, double threat combination, I'd be very confident going Green Bay and beating them. But I'm unsure. I got my fingers crossed. Miss Nancy, I'm gonna tell you what I, I'm with you. You got it. You lock it down. I mean, that's really what it is. You can't. You got to be a little skeptical here and there, but you never know. You got to get one win first. They got their first one of the season. Um, better question is: Have you have you made anything any food lately over the last couple of days? Uh, no, no, no. I was so nervous. I was going to cook Sunday dinner, but my, uh, my granddaughter she came out of town yesterday. She was cooking for me. I was so nervous. I was jumping up and down, yelling. Jumping up and down, I was bipolar like yesterday with that Chicago Bears game. I couldn't cook, but my granddaughter made some um, fried chicken, some collard greens, macaroni and cheese, candied yams, and all that good stuff. She took care of that. I was too nervous yesterday. I'm sorry. I was too nervous. <laughs> well, Miss Nancy, we love you as always. Yeah, and- uh, uh, yo, yo, Mr. Jarrett, one more thing, Ms. Jarrett. I want to know what's going on in this organization. Now, Virginia, everybody knows Virginia. Virginia McCaskey, she's the owner. All right, I talked to her years ago. 
all right? Ted Phillips, all of them. I talked to them years ago. I even sometimes called the front office myself. I got the front office phone number right here, if you don't believe me. But anyway, I calls them. I tells them, put that boy Trubisky in there. Put him in there. What y'all playing for? Uh, um, Peyton, last year we had a good solidified quarterback. A lot of people don't know this. was Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer was our last good quarterback. Ever since Eric Kramer, guys been coming in, coming in, coming in, coming out. We need a consistent quarterback. We got Mr. Trubisky. Put that boy in. Please. Somebody, Jerry, you got to tell him, Jerry. Put that boy in, Jerry. <laughs> Miss Nancy, I love you so much. I love Thank you. Thank you. Love you too, sugar. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Dude. I just got to say, Dude, listen, I, I love Miss Nancy, but are we sure Miss Nancy is actually Miss Nancy and not like Martin Lawrence or something like that? Or, I don't or know. Perry? Like, that, I love you, Miss Nancy, but that could totally be a comedian. <laughs> I don't know. Let me tell you something now, Dad, okay? Now, hey, now, now let me tell you. Listen, they need I to don't, put that more Trubisky. See, I, I could be Miss Charlotte. I don't No, I don't care. Nah, I think Miss Nancy is a true woman. Miss Nancy. I I'm love going, you, Nancy. I'm holding her. It's like you can't tell me Santa Claus ain't real. But I'm going to think next time Miss Nancy calls, I think I'm going to talk to her as Miss Charlotte, and we can do a whole little skit. Miss Nancy and Miss Charlotte. She said, if you don't believe me, I got the number right Right here. here. I called called the front office. The whole whole Marcus Cooper thing is... This is probably Miss Nancy calling back. Hold on, let's go. Hold on. Who's on the line? Hey, this is Paul from Texas. Paul, what up, man? Hey, I just was wondering, okay, about the quarterback thing. I'm sorry to bring it back to that. But we have three quarterbacks. Why don't we? Why don't we even talk about uh, uh, Sanchez at all? If if they're worried about you know the Trubisky being the starter, why not use our third string quarterback? You know, I I mean I know it's, he's nothing super special either, but is he better than Glennon? Honestly, I mean I've said this before, and people thought I was crazy, and I'll say it now to you, I. Watching during camp and being at practices, I mean, it. If you were, if you asked me, and I had to make the decision of which guy was going to start, Sanchez. Sanchez would have been the dude that I would have said if you were. If I had to pick between him and Mike Glennon, like honestly, it, it's not even it, to me. It's not even a question. It, but the thing is, is that the Bears made Trubisky the backup quarterback at the beginning of the year. So that made it seem like, listen, he's one play away from being in the game. So if you can't, you, you that means you trust him to be that guy that's number two, then what's the hold up now? And I think that's what is troubling Bears fans right now. They just can't, they can't understand if he's the number two guy, one play away from being in the game. Why are you so worried about protecting him so much? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that and uh, is our receivers getting separation? And not really. I mean, that's another issue that the Bears we have, have receivers. To, yes, we do. We have receivers. <laughs> yeah. Their 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 numbers are twenty nine and twenty four. Both of those guys. But <laughs> down the line, <laughs> down the line, we'll just have to kind of see how this thing plays itself out because it's going to be tough. And we're, you're you'll be asking Trubisky to come in and create be able to make guys around him better. Hopefully he can. I mean, listen, he if, can. You, if you're getting – if you went up to get him number two overall, you, you saw something in him, you have faith in him that he could be that guy. You know what? Eventually it's going to – the time has to come to see what you actually have in real games. And I know everybody's like, oh, don't play him against Pittsburgh or Green I said Bay. That. No, I said Pittsburgh. 
I thought Pittsburgh's defense would really, really wear Glenn out, and he did. They, they didn't. No, but you guys, this is the NFL. Fell, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit, man. As soon as you walk between those lines, it's an opportunity to get hit, and and everybody's good. Yeah, teams might not be the best, but we're it's talking about some of the best athletes in like the entire it's the world. One percent of what they do. Like this is come on. Like you, anytime I've seen guys. Frank Gore was on my practice team, and you and I talked about this during practice. I saw him blow his knee out. This wasn't a game. That's what this game does to you. So sitting out on the sidelines, putting a kid in bubble wrap, and worried about him. Listen. You had confidence enough to be able to move up to get him. Why not have confidence to see what he can do? And I think eventually it's going to run its course, and he's going to have to play. And then I think Bears fans will – I can't wait to see what happens after that. You know, let's say Trubisky comes in and really struggles. Then what do people do? I think once they make the move, they have to make the move and let him struggle. Once you make that move, that move's got to be made. I would have not – I would have played Mark Sanchez as my number one and – if Trubisky was wet, he would have been my number two, and Glennie could have went out the door. He could have went out the door. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. Anybody can hand off the ball. Heck. <laughs> I mean, I got That's a couple true. more years of eligibility left. I can, t- there you go. I can hand it off, you know. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate your call. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. So, yeah, man. They made the commitment that he's your number two. He's a he's a play away. So Question. at this point, you have to allow this kid to play. All right, we got to head out of here, but let's talk about it because we didn't talk about it from the beginning. I just wanted a, a serious conversation. Yesterday was a uh, historic day in the NFL. Something you know for me that even been around the league for two years that I was there to you know just being around and watching the game and now covering it for WGN it's something that I've never seen before and I felt differently as I was driving down to Soldier Field and hearing stuff on the radio and then you know just when I was walking into the stadium started to see about the Steelers you know not coming out of their locker room and staying in as you know as a team but they did have one player Villanueva right Villanueva who, who came out Three and, tours for in tours but came out and the Bears locking arms showing unity together of not just the Bears not just the Bears I'm talking about all teams right. but yesterday what, what I saw with my own White, eyes black yeah and he it, it didn't matter who it was didn't matter and it they came, were a family for that day and you know what it to and me, not just for that day it's they're a family you guys just, are a family it, it just it's refreshing to me that I don't know how everybody looks at it and I know in in our world we have people that view this um so many different ways. That's the beauty. We're allowed we're, to here. And we're, we're allowed, allowed to. to like, so I, I don't ways. ever want to look at someone and say that if you're going to protest and it's you're doing it peacefully. You have to do it this way. I, no, it's, I just sense. I just want it peacefully. I don't I just. Right. No. Right. Right. You know what I mean? That That's my biggest thing. Everybody has their right to, you know, to the freedom of speech and what, what they want to do. And, and I just get upset because a lot of people want to tear down these athletes and say that. You know they're not supposed to use you know the days that they work as uh, as right. a time to protest because they work with a private company. And, and no. I get all, I, but but we we live in a different day and age now, right? My thing is, it's don't, just... don't listen. The way we get our information now, like people, right. like for all those people that say that, or, or I feel like are we all find ourselves going to web pages and not doing our background checks on this website and taking whatever is on the internet now as truth or be on the, on in the media side of trying to get something out as fast as possible to be the first one to be able to do it so people see it and. You know, this the world that we live in, I know 
right now it's it's we live it's divided and trying to find a way to be able to bring people together is one of the biggest things that you know is a part of my life on a daily basis if you follow you know my father and our family and what we've always done it's always been about helping people out and helping people come together like my dad and watching my dad and hearing stories about him make me reason why his life needs to be a movie like his my dad's life needs to be it needs to be on the big screen because for a kid that came from Columbia, Mississippi, at a time down there in the south when white people and black people in the same town could not get together and come together and fighting all the time for one for for, for a Friday night to watch one kid play football, they came together and squashed all their beef just to watch my dad go out there and play football because this kid was so amazing on the football field. Sports brought people together. Still does. It still does. It still does. That's what the Olympics are. It, it brings it's, people it's, together. It still does. You know what I mean? You go into a a stadium and people wearing you know your the colors, the Bears colors. I'm watching people high five each other, give hugs to people who they don't know about. They don't care about what their religion is. That's the greatest is. thing. Whenever it's they the score, you're, you're thing hugging people you don't know. You're laughing. The you're greatest smiling. thing. It's right. the greatest thing. And I, I just, I just want to see more of that. And I'm hoping that with everything going on, is that we can keep the conversation going and keep the conversation going that's open because of where, how we live now, and the things that are happening in our world. You know, things, the cycle of like the the media cycle is always spinning. So like something comes out, then something bigger comes out and people forget about right. what went on before. I, I want this to open up dialogue for people to have conversations. And, and hopefully, you know, this, what we saw over the weekend will help that. Like, I don't I, so. I, well, it's going to stay around because Donald C. Trump's going to keep talking about it and he's going to keep tweeting about it. Yeah. He's going to, it's, completely wrong and but. people and i and, and listening to guys in the locker room yesterday from that bears locker room people took offense of being called what they were called they, they were called out of their name i mean you you know growing up you know he called out of your name they, what if somebody called him that well i mean that's the thing i and mean basically they did and he wants them fired he wants jamel hill fired like if somebody says something about him calls him a name he wants people fired I, let me stop talking <laughs> i get so i get so mad i get so irritated I mean, everybody has a right to. I mean, this is the whole thing is that people are irritated and mad over a, a song that was adopted in 1931. I believe, as I'm looking at it, it's not even a song that was that was ours. It was written by Francis Scott Key, an Englishman, and it was a poem. And they adopted it, and they it's four stanzas long. I don't know if everyone knows that. And the third stanza talks about uh, hirelings and slaves. No one ever sings that part, and it's just. It's not even our song. Like, it's not even our song. It's not. It's not even our song. And somebody could. I was in the military. I served. I did my time. I. I am very proud of my country. I would fight again for my country. I don't put my hand over my chest. There are times when I don't stand. I'll be at it's something, and I put my hands behind my back. I, I. I recognize the song because that's what I. I chose to do. Everyone didn't serve. Everyone doesn't have to serve, and people choose to sit down. They're not disrespectful. They're not spitting on the ground as it happens. They're not like you know flipping the flag off. Well, I listen. First of all, I appreciate you for your service first and foremost, and to hear you say that for a person that didn't serve, 
it makes it a little bit more clear for me to see how other choice. people feel. And I've heard, why, that, I've heard both sides, though, from people that have served that that are cool with what Ka- Colin Kaepernick started. He's and not I've disrespecting heard, and, and I know. And I've heard people on the other side as well. So, listen, I'm here to listen. Yeah, I'm here yeah. to listen. And let's just not always want to talk. Can we not open up our ears and listen to what people have to say? Like that's, you, have to, you have to have an open mind. You have to. Otherwise, man. an argument never gets settled. You know what I mean? If you don't have an open mind and if you can't change, then it's insanity. You're stuck doing the same thing. You're over running and over on a treadmill. Over. Yeah, you're on a treadmill. You're... We just need to come together, man. This is the greatest country in the world. I just want us to be able to have some common ground. You know, though, as people, I think we now, all have to live here. I think it, together. I, I think it's more than just the national anthem. I mean, the national. Anthem. It, it's more than just the anthem. Now, it's people just want to pick and they just want to fight and they just want to have a, a side to stand on. Trump had no business saying anything about that. It's none of your business. It, it, no business whatsoever. Now you have his his surrogates and his his lackeys that are all jumping on board. And it's wrong. They should be red. They should be gone. And why? Why? Because they didn't stand for a song that's not even ours. For a song that we didn't we didn't make and it written as slaves and hirelings. And I know I'm gonna get yelled at for this, but again, I served. I get it, and I stand for it, and I I respect it. But you don't have to. You don't have to. We should change it to God Bless America. Hmm. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad that I got a chance to be able to hear what you had to say, man. Hey, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Teach their own. We appreciate you guys for checking in down the distance this week, man. Everybody that called in from all over the country, we appreciate you. I'm at Peyton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N, S-U-N. He's... I'm Ernie. Yeah, he's just Ernie. <laughs> and we'll be back. Hopefully, I don't know. It's going to be weird because games on Thursday, I think I got to work Friday. So we might not be back until Monday. So we'll figure it all out. Hope everybody has a great rest of your week and have a great start of your week. And we'll be back as always. It's for Ernie Scatton, for Jared Payton, as always, we were here. Now we're gone. Peace. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go home.